0: let all that i am praise the lord with my whole heart i will praise his holy name let all that i am praise the lord may i never forget the good things he does for me he forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases he redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies he fills my life with good things my youth Is renewed like the Eagles the Lord gives righteousness and justice to all who are who are treated unfairly Psalm 103 1 to 6 good morning IBCM thank you for joining me this morning for our morning devotion and Bible study it's always a pleasure to be with you each morning this morning we continue uh, looking at the five themes that we learned from God's message this past Sunday from Revelation chapter 7 verses 9 to 16. If you remember the fifth theme from that study of Revelation is that um, we see a vision of uh, the eternal care of our shepherd. And so today uh, we're going to uh, study a a passage of scripture from The gospel of John again today. We were in John 15 yesterday. Today we're going to study a passage from the 10th chapter of John's gospel. Let me just remind you of a few things. I do this occasionally just to remind us of some uh, effective and fruitful strategies for praying and studying God's word. And perhaps you're a new believer and you're learning how to pray and how to study God's word. So one of the things that we keep in mind in our devotional times, our Bible study times, is to have a strategy for prayer. And so a very simple way that you can uh, have a, a good, fruitful strategy for, for prayer is to use the, the letters and the word pray as a, a strategy. So we begin by praising, the P in pray, praising God. Giving him thanksgiving <clears throat> for all his benefits, for all of his uh, provisions, for his presence, for salvation, and uh, anything else that you have been experiencing in your life through your relationship with God. Uh, the Psalms are an excellent place to go uh, to form our prayers of thanksgiving and praise to God. Then the R in prayer reminds us to repent of our sins and to seek God's forgiveness and cleansing then the a uh, and pray stands for ask we spend time in prayer asking asking god to provide the needs of our loved ones our our friends uh, our own personal needs asking god to um, uh, do his work uh, asking god to reveal himself to us so there's lots of things that we can ask and uh, if we read through the scriptures um, the Psalms and other scriptures, even Paul's letters, uh, we, we see a lot of examples of, of what we can ask of the Lord. And we ask with boldness and confidence. And the why in prayer and pray uh, uh, represents the word yield. Uh, we finish our prayer time yielding our hearts, our minds, our body and soul to the will of the Father. So every once in a while I just like to remind us of good strategies for our own personal spiritual growth and so I would encourage you to adapt that strategy of pray for your prayer times with that said let's spend some time in prayer now this morning before we have our our time of, of Bible study spending time in the Word so let's spend some time in prayer this morning and let's begin with praising God so right now in our own minds let's just simply voice our prayers of praise to god there are prayers that god has answered in your own life there are uh, specific uh, experiences that you've had with the lord so let's just praise the lord right now lord we lift our voices to you in praise and right now my brothers and sisters are lifting their own voices of praise to you lord giving you thanksgiving for how they are experiencing you in their lives, how you have answered their prayers. Lord, as the psalmist said, you are good. You you forgive our sins. You provide our needs. You are a good and mighty God, and we praise you. We want to love you more and more. We want to worship you with all of our life. We praise you, Lord. Lord, at this time, we want to now uh, confess and repent of our sin from yesterday or maybe already this morning. We recognize, Lord, that when we sin against you, we are taking our life into our own hands and rebelling against your uh, rule in our lives. And we repent of that. And that's not how we want to live. So Lord, we're grateful for your promise that if we confess our sins, you are faithful and just to forgive us of all of our sins. Thank you for your forgiveness Now, Lord, we want to ask uh, for your help, for your work. First of all, we want to ask you to do your work in Myanmar. We pray, Lord, that the body of Christ there will have wisdom and courage as they stand firm in their faith. Fight the fight, um, not the physical fight, but the spiritual warfare that is happening there. We pray, Lord, that you will bring healing to our brothers and sisters there who are sick from COVID and that you would bring healing to the nation where there is civil unrest. We also also want to ask you, Lord, to be at work here in our own nation of the Philippines. And we pray, Lord, that especially today, that, the, that there will be more and more vaccines that would come into the Philippines and that those vaccines will be distributed all throughout the country so that we can fight this disease And reach a a herd immunity here we pray for those uh, in our family in our church family friends who are sick with covid and pray that you would bring healing to their bodies lord this morning we want to ask you to be at work in the hearts and lives of our leadership team and our board of trustees lord in these days uh, there are some certain challenges that we face because of the pandemic and now the shutdown There are financial challenges that we face and our our giving Lord, to be honest with you, our giving is quite low right now. So we, we ask that you give the leadership team and the board of trustees, uh, wisdom from on high, wisdom and discernment, Lord, in knowing how to adjust our budget to fit our income and to be good stewards of your finances. We also pray, Lord, that all of us who are members of this family, Will give cheerfully, consistently, faithfully, and sacrificially so that we can do your work here in Manila and the Philippines. Lord, today we want to pray for our soul care team who is trained and ready to give godly and biblical counsel to people who are hurting emotionally and spiritually. We pray, Lord, that um, they will, these this team will grow in their walk with Jesus and that they will um, continue to give wise counsel to those who reach out to us. We pray, Lord, that you will raise up more servants for this team so that we can meet all the needs of the people of our church family and even our city. Lord, we pray for our disciple-making ministry. We pray, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would would um, stir up a longing and a hunger and a thirst for all of our church family to grow in the knowledge of Of the word and the Lord Jesus to grow in their faith and to grow in their fruitfulness Lord we ask you to be at work in our city the great city of Manila We're thinking of NCR plus the 24 million people who live here in this great city We're praying Lord that your Holy Spirit will be at work in the hearts of people, preparing them to hear the gospel. We pray that you will open doors in barangay after barangay for us to enter those places with the compassion of Christ and the good news of salvation. Lord, today we want to ask you to be at work in, um, in these who are sick. This, this morning, Lord, we lift up uh, Eugenio Guerrero, Lord Eunice and Faye's dad. We thank you, God. We give you praise that uh, uh, the provisions have been provided, a doctor and the finances to be provided for his cataract surgery, which will be scheduled soon. And we pray, Lord, that that will restore his sight, clear sight, and in the process, he will have a clear vision of his need for salvation. We pray this morning for uh, Flora, and pray, Lord, that you will provide Uh, the finances and the doctor who needs to to, uh, uh, perform uh, a surgery that she needs very soon, Lord. And of course, Lord, as we often do, we pray for Pearlie and Becky and Jenny and Bong and Cassie and Nita, all who are fighting cancer. We pray for healing. We pray for strength. We pray for firm faith that will be a shining light to all who are watching. This morning, Lord, we also want to pray for these church planters. We pray for Pastor Glenmar and his wife, Aljean, that you would sustain them, support them, encourage them, give them wisdom as they work with our cousins in Mindanao. We pray for Maribel Saludar, who is on a tiny island, uh, Cagagancilio. We pray, Lord, that you will bless her, encourage her, continue to give her fruitfulness, on that island sometimes she feels lonely lord remind her that she is not alone that she is present you are present with her and through prayer we are also there present with her lord we pray for fred castro who is our missionary through campus crusade for christ we pray lord that you would give him favor with with ambassadors and diplomats and others that he works with uh, sharing the gospel and leading bible studies lord we pray for randy and Jeriel in Japan, for Echo and Tess in Indonesia, for Tess and Frank in Indonesia. We pray, Lord, for these cross-cultural missionaries that you will continue to teach them how to relate and communicate the gospel in their uh, adopted cultures in a way that people will hear, receive, and trust in the gospel of Christ today, Lord, we want to lift up these people who need salvation. Santini, Ashley, Christian, Agnes, Rosalina, Donato, Sabayano, Ellie's family, the Tahonera family, Cayetano family, Nuki, Kaluuya, Reyna, and Trinidad families Lord we pray that the gospel will be proclaimed in the lives of these people and families and that they will come to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior now Lord as we uh, bring this prayer time to a close each one of us now we yield our hearts to you we yield our minds to you we want to think good thoughts godly thoughts And we want to also hear your voice speaking to us in the word and in our surroundings, people who are speaking. We want to hear your voice speaking to us. We yield our bodies to be um, engaged in your mission, to speak words of truth, to give comfort and encouragement and compassion to those who are in need. Our soul is yours, Lord. You saved us. You redeemed us. You purchased us from bondage. We belong to you, and we thank you for our relationship. Now, Lord, speak to us in this word so that we can be faithful disciples, and we pray in Christ's name, amen. Sunday morning in our worship time, as we were reading and studying and meditating on Revelation chapter 7, verses 9 to 17, we saw those five themes uh, that Form our focus, our long-term focus, uh, that vision that, that God gave to John uh, of, of heaven. And um, if you recall, those five themes, we saw um, the nations, all the nations redeemed. We saw all creation worshiping God together. We saw holy people, pure people before the Lord. We saw the redeemed dwelling with God in joyful service. And that fifth theme is that we we saw the eternal care of our shepherd. How does that vision, that long-term vision, the end of mission, all the nations redeemed, rejoicing, worshiping, serving, dwelling together with God. How does that impact our uh, mission, our life right now on earth? Well, let's focus on that fifth theme, the Shepherd. So let's look at John chapter 10. In this passage, Jesus is describing himself as the Good Shepherd. So we're going to read um, we're going to read uh, chapter 10 and we're going to read verses 1 to 16. John chapter 10, 1 to 16. This word will speak for itself about our good and great shepherd, who is not only the eternal caretaker, the eternal shepherd for us in heaven, but is right now available to be our shepherd. But as the word does speak for itself, um, I'm going to draw out uh, uh, five or six uh teachings themes from this passage that we can cling to each day john chapter 10 verses 1 to 16 i tell you the truth anyone who sneaks over the wall of a sheepfold rather than going through the gate must surely be a thief and a robber but the one who enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep the gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep recognize his voice and come to him He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. After he has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them and they follow him because they know his voice. They will not follow a stranger. They will run from him because they don't know his voice. Those who heard Jesus use this illustration didn't understand what he meant. So he explained it to them. I tell you the truth, I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me were thieves and robbers, but the true sheep did not listen to them. Yes, I am the gate. Those who come in through me will be saved. They will come and go freely and will find good pastures. The thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. I am the good shepherd, the good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. A hired hand will run when he sees a wolf coming. He will abandon the sheep because they don't belong to him and he isn't their shepherd. And so the wolf attacks them and scatters the flock. The hired hand runs away because he is working only for the money and doesn't really care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own sheep and they know me. Just as my Father knows me, and I know the Father, so I sacrifice my life for the sheep. I have other sheep, too, that are not in this sheepfold. I must bring them also. They will listen to my voice, and there will be one flock with one shepherd. That is one of my favorite passages. I know you've heard me say that probably several times before. I have several several. Favorites. When someone asks me what is your favorite passage of Scripture, I have a difficult time uh, answering that question because I have so many favorites. This is one of them. So in this passage, Jesus describes himself as both the gate and the sheep. And so he's describing a sheepfold. Uh, when the shepherd had the sheep out in the pasture, he would uh, find a, a place where there were maybe some uh, uh, an outcropping of rocks on the side of a hill. And uh, he would also gather um, um, tree, you know, fallen tree limbs uh, and other things to sort of build a little pen, a little fold f- to keep the sheep overnight. And, and the shepherd would uh, lay down at the gate so that if any um, um, robber or wild animal... Would want to come get the sheep, they had to go uh, over the shepherd. So Jesus is describing himself as the gate. And, and there is no salvation unless we come through the gate who is Jesus Christ. And once we have salvation by trusting in Jesus, then he also becomes our shepherd. He's not only the gate of our salvation, but he's the shepherd of our discipleship. This is such wonderful news. I do not trust in Jesus and then have to find my own way. I trust in Jesus and he shepherds me all the way to our eternal home in heaven. So let's look at a few things that are powerful for us to consider as we follow the shepherd. First of all, notice he mentioned a couple of times his voice. He, he, the sheep recognize his voice. We see that in verse 3. Um, we have an intimate relationship with Jesus he speaks to us through his word he speaks to us in prayer not in an audible voice but haven't you been in, in prayer maybe this morning as we prayed there was a thought that came to your mind an impression that you had as you were praying I truly believe that's the voice of Jesus speaking through the spirit who abides in us so uh there is that vocal connection word connection he instructs us along the way notice also in verse three that he leads us that he sorry that he calls us by name so he knows us Uh, i remember one time and i think i've told this story before when i was a teenager my family was on a picnic one sunday afternoon and we uh, came up on a shepherd who was had his sheep out in an open range we stopped and talked to him for a while, and, uh, and my mom asked him, we've heard that shepherd named their sheep and can recognize their sheep and call them by name. Is that true? And he said, yes, it's true. And he began, there were several sheep just right nearby, and he began calling those sheep by their names. And, and when he called them by name, they, they drew near to him. That's a reality. And so Jesus knows your name. He knows my name. That's incredible. So there's that intimate connection with him. He knows us. He also leads us out. He gives us leadership and guidance. And a true sheep, a true a true disciple, follow him. And we will not follow a stranger. We recognize uh, strange and foreign voices that are speaking. And we, we flee those voices, but we always follow the shepherd. Let's move down to verse 11. And Notice that in verse 11 and also in verse 15 Jesus remarks that he lays down his life He gives his life for his sheep and we certainly see that on the cross Jesus willingly went to the cross uh, The Romans executed executed Jesus but Jesus willingly gave his life to pay the ransom To pay the debt of our sins what a shepherd who literally gave his life for us thankfully the father resurrected him on the third day but the shepherd has given his life has sacrificed his life for us Uh, notice that in verse verses 12 to 13 Jesus compares himself or rather contrasts himself to a hired hand Sometimes the owner of the sheep uh, would hire someone to keep the sheep. And, of course, a hired hand who's only working for the money, if there's danger, they're, they're going to run for their lives. But though the Father sent Jesus to be our shepherd, Jesus is not a hired hand. Jesus, who is God in the flesh, owns the sheep. He's the sheep owner. he will never run from danger. He runs to danger. He will never abandon us. He will never run away from us. He will always run to us. He is always present with us, even in danger. Jesus promised in John chapter 14 that he would never abandon or forsake us. Notice in verse 14, when he's talking about this Intimate relationship. I know my own, and they know me. He likened it to the knowledge that he and the Father have for each other, and that word "know" there. We've talked about this before. That word "know" denotes a personal, intimate relationship. Those of us who are married, think about think about the um, that intimate relationship we have with our spouses cindy and i have been married 44 years and the longer we're married the more intimate that relationship becomes in which we can uh, know really know each other what each other thinks and feels Uh, just a while ago cindy and i were were talking and having fun together and, and she was making a funny comment and i finished her comment before she did we know each other so just as Jesus and the Father know each other Jesus and us Jesus and me Jesus and in you we really know each other that is incredible you and I know the Creator we don't just know about him we're just not we're not just acquaintances we're not even just good friends close friends I mean we are closer than husband and wife that kind of knowledge and also notice in verse 16 that Jesus mentions other sheep that he must bring in and that relates directly to our mission there are other people that Jesus wants to save and as partners with him on mission with him we have the opportunity to work with the Great Shepherd to bring other sheep into the fold. In that beautiful vision in heaven, we see a shepherd, our shepherd Jesus, giving us eternal care, wiping every tear from our eyes. But that shepherd is available right now, right here in this world. And he gives us good pasture, he leads us beside still waters. With his staff, he corrects us. With his rod, he corrects us. With his staff, he protects us. He feeds us, nurtures us, teaches us, guides us, gives his life for us, has saved us, knows us, relates to us, speaks to us, has fellowship with us, and has a partnership with us. His mission to redeem others from sin and death. Into eternal life. Let's thank God this morning for our eternal shepherd, and let's devote ourselves to be the kind of sheep who will listen to his voice, who will follow his leadership, and who will be on mission with him. Father, we thank you for this day. Thank you for your word. Thank you for reminding us, first of all, in the Psalms, what a good God you are, how you have saved us and continue to provide for us. We thank you, Jesus, for being our good shepherd. Not just a shepherd, but the good and perfect eternal shepherd. You have saved us. You have, you have gathered us together as your flock. We have fellowship with you. Lord, we pray that you will continue to draw us closer into a deep fellowship and relationship with you. One that we know we have, that gives us courage and boldness. We pray, Lord, that today we will be your good sheep, that we will listen to your voice, obey your commands, feed on your word, a thirst for your righteousness, and be good partners in your mission. Thank you for giving us this vision of your shepherding in our life today, and we want to give you praise and thanksgiving. And we pray all of this in Christ's name. Amen. Well, thank you so much for joining me in this time of Bible study and prayer today. This is Friday morning, so we will see each other again in a couple of days as we gather. Let me remind you to uh, um, worship together with us online on Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. God bless you. Have a great day, and I will see you Sunday morning.